Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited for today's episode with my friend Tinks. It is crazy how big she has gotten, how successful she's gotten, but I am not surprised at all. And I just feel really grateful for our friendship. She has always been such a good friend to me. She really has not changed in terms of how she treats people in her life, no matter you know how big she has gotten. And that is such an important quality. And I'm really excited because she opens up with us about, you know, her breakup and now being newly single and kind of what she's looking for. And We did a really fun activity that I think you guys are going to like. But speaking of breakups, I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room right now, which is Taylor Swift's breakup. It it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's a lot to take in. It's so funny. I posted a meme that's like my breakup and it's like someone not caring. And then it's like Taylor Swift's breakup and it's like someone's world's coming to an end. I kind of relate to that. I feel like my last breakup. I wasn't as emotional maybe as I was from other breakups. Taylor Swift's breakup has got me feeling all sorts of emotions. And I feel like for me, that's because so many songs of hers that are about Joe, which is like, you know, the past three, maybe even more albums. I'm like, does the meaning still stand? You know what I mean? Like, can I still look at these songs the way that I've been looking at them? Like, for example, our wedding song was Invisible String. And that's a song about her relationship with Joe and how like life tied them together at different moments. And now I'm like, oh, shit, that doesn't matter anymore. Like, does anything matter anymore? And I think it's so funny because and I'm so guilty of this. Like we we hear about a breakup, right? And we're like, okay, they were together for six years. They broke up. Like nothing means anything. They never, you know, whatever. But that's not how we should be looking at it. And I am like the perpetrator and I wish I wasn't thinking about it like that. But Steven actually made a good point. He was like, six years is an amazing like thing. Like that relationship served her in such an amazing way. Maybe you shouldn't be like, oh, that relationship, you know, didn't work out. And I think that's perfect timing for this episode today that, you know, where Tinks and I talk about relationships and, and things like that and just how people have different outlooks on them. A six-year relationship is amazing. 
There is nothing about that that is a failure. And maybe that's just what was serving her. And then once it like stopped serving her, she wanted to move on. And, and I really feel like this happened a while ago and like Taylor has mourned already. I don't think she would be able to go on this tour if she hadn't mourned this relationship. She definitely did. And she has definitely, you know, done therapy over it. Who's to say that she's not even like dating someone new, but it's funny because people magazine posted that she took out invisible string from her set list and put in the one, which is a breakup song. And I think that's so crazy. And like, you know, what I just told you about Invisible String, I'm like, wow, because, you know, I'm going to the concert and I'm like, I can't believe she took out our song and she put in this breakup song. But obviously it's about Taylor. It has it's not about me. But I will just say, like, going back to like, you know, were these songs not real? No, they were real. And it makes you think about, you know, if you want to be like relatable to Taylor, like obviously we don't write songs about our exes, but what we do do is put up Instagram posts or content with our exes, right? Like photos, you know, we have these photos, we have these, and that doesn't mean that those photos were fake, right? That doesn't mean that those texts between the two of you were fake. That doesn't mean your you know, whatever you shared with your significant other at the time was fake. What it does mean is that when you posted them, when you shared them, when she wrote the songs, it was real. And so that was really interesting because it it just shows you like, people ask me, should I take down the photos with my ex? Should I take down, like, should should my new boyfriend take down the photos with his ex? And I'm always like, you know what? who cares? Like that was real. That was a part of their life. And it's the same thing for Taylor. Like, should she take down her songs about Joe because they broke up? No, just because somebody broke up doesn't mean that what they had when they were together wasn't real. And I think that if we looked at all of our relationships like that, it would be so much more beautiful of a story of our lives. Like that was a real moment. We felt that it doesn't change the feelings that we had in that episode of our lives or that song or that Instagram post, because it was so real to us. And that's all that matters. And then my last thought about this is that let's say in this instance that Taylor does want marriage and she wants a family. I don't know that for sure. I wish I knew Taylor, but I don't, but let's say that that's what she wants. Then it just kind of shows you that if a couple is married or sorry, is together for six years and they haven't moved in together, I don't know if they live together. I'm just kind of making that up, but they haven't gotten engaged, which we know they never did. Then it's like, if it looks like a fish and it smells like a fish and it swims like a fish, it's probably a fish. And so I guess this is just me saying like, we're not crazy to think that a relationship where two people have been together for four or five years that isn't progressing. We're not crazy to think if those people want marriage and and babies or just marriage, whatever, if we know that it's not crazy of us to think that something's, something's up. Right. And I think like when I was in a relationship in the past and we were together for two years, we weren't moving in together. I was thinking about freezing my eggs. 
there were so many things that I told myself like, oh, it's just because, you know, we like to do things later or because this or because that when the reason was the relationship wasn't right. And so I guess I just wonder how long Taylor knew it wasn't right for. And also just as like a fan and somebody who really loves and cares about her, which sounds delusional because again, I don't know her. I just wonder what kind of person can she date? She's so big. She is the biggest name maybe ever. And men for better or worse, they can get emasculated by being with somebody who is more successful than them, who they, you know, might feel resentful. Maybe she wanted him to come to his, to to her tour. And maybe he was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't just want to follow you around. Like I want to be a man. I want to do this, you know, who knows, but it's just like, who can she date? Right. And then if she dates someone who's just as big as her, like, let's say she dated like Elon Musk or like, I don't know, not Elon Musk. Cause like he's gross, but you know, like that would that person cheat on her because, because they're so big. And like, you know, when men have that many options, they always make stupid fucking decisions. Like, I don't know, but I am thinking about her and I'm wondering what her next move will be, if she will ever get married, if she will ever procreate, because I do feel like she is an amazing legacy and I'm not like projecting my own shit. Well, maybe I am projecting my own shit, but I just, I want her, like, I want little Swifties. I want Swifties to populate the world. I think that she's so amazing and I'm just really curious what she'll do next. And if you aren't a Swiftie and you just had to listen to all of that, I'm sorry, but it couldn't not be spoken about. And because Taylor's a girl's girl. And speaking of girl's girls, I am so excited for you to listen to this episode with Tinks. This episode is supported by ZocDoc. If you are stewing about a health problem you have, which right now I swear to God, everyone I know has a health problem. I don't know if it's because we're in our 30s or what it is, but texting your group chat and getting your friend's opinions is fun, but it's not texting a doctor. It's not talking to a professional. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. I have been so grateful to ZocDoc, whether it's Western medicine, Eastern medicine, whatever I'm searching for at the time, Right now, I'm currently dealing with a neck issue where I think I slept on my neck wrong. So I'm just going to ZocDoc and searching acupuncturist near me, reading the reviews, going in. You know, it's so great because ZocDoc shows you who takes your insurance, who's near you, who's available within 24 hours. There's really nothing like it. So if you haven't tried ZocDoc to find a doctor near you, to find anything that you need near you, you should go to ZocDoc.com slash Acme and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then you can find a book, a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash Acme, ZocDoc.com slash Acme. Trust me, that's where I found all of my favorite doctors that I've worked with, therapists, acupuncture, healers, all of the things. So try it. I'm open. 
What's up, everyone? I'm Sheena Shea. You may know me from nine seasons of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules, but I'm here to tell you about my podcast called Shenanigans. We talk about everything from reality TV, pop culture, relationships, parenting, and invite you to join the conversations with Q&A sessions where nothing is off the table. There's so much more I want to share with you. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to Shenanigans to stay up to date with new episodes every Friday. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be back with Tanks. Hi, thanks for having me back. Thanks for coming on. So we're going to start with a new question that we've been asking. Mm. What's your favorite romantic gesture? My favorite that has been done for me or just like in general could be never have it could never have happened. So (laughs) me on the Internet, I'm not going to talk about this breakup at all. Me on this podcast (laughs) talking about it so much, but I'll say this because I think it's so nice. My ex-boyfriend used to bring me coffee every morning in bed, and I thought that was just like the sweetest, nicest thing. It just I think I'm because I'm a morning person, too, and a coffee lover it just meant the world to me so i thought that was very nice i love that it's very love island Mm -hmm. like that's what they do for each other when they like make the terrible Uh like why are they also bad at making breakfast though so they're like oh i'm gonna might have breakfast in it and they go over and they like half toast a piece of bread and they like smear an avocado in the most disgusting way that or how'd you make an egg how'd you make an okay i'm gonna make an egg and then they like half scramble some shit and then they always make a smiley face with the like wilted strawberries. <laughs> there like, hey, you go. I, I think you. they must be working with like really weird produce because we also never see them eat on that show. I am dying. In fact, in case anyone is watching, I would like to produce and direct a behind the scenes YouTube short documentary about mm. the food on Love Island. I want to know how they order it. I want to know what I want to see inside those weird little pantries and know what it's stocked with because the way that they eat and make food, it kind of feels like they forgot about the food. And I'm like, you can't make a decision when you're hungry. Like, give them some good stuff. Like, give them bread. Like, give them Nutella. Like, give them nice things that you normally have on holiday. Like, they never do. They feed them chicken and rice. I've actually found this out only because they want them to stay like very thin with like these like oh, crazy God. like bodies that are like ripped. Oh, so God. it's only chicken and rice. And then I think they have like the egg the breakfast and, the, and the coffee for breakfast. But I you're do well in that. you're onto something with the documentary. If a twenty four is listening. We need a documentary on like a behind the scenes Love Island on like yeah. the deaths that have it's happened. So, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. It's insane. And like just even the switch from letting them drink a lot of alcohol and smoke cigarettes. Mm. And I'm mainly speaking of the British one. I don't really watch the American one No, we're one only that talking much. about the British one. Okay, good. And like how you know, there was like the outcry and then now they don't give them alcohol and they don't give them cigarettes anymore. They took away social media for them. Took away social media. And it's, I have just very mixed feelings about it and it's wild, but I really want to know more. And even like now the partnerships, like they all wear that one brand of sunglasses. Like that Mm. was clearly a deal. The water bottles are gone. The water bottles are gone. It just is like slightly different. It's becoming slightly more, Black mirror to me yeah. and less like a British like lads on tour, like right. let's get wasted and have fun yeah. vibe. And while I am all for making things more, you mean better for the contestants and what have you, I think that there, it sometimes feels weird when you make something that's inherently silly and kind of like 
bad. I'm not placing that judgment on it, but other people, you know, like moralistically, it's a show about naked people, young people like finding love to get money. Like this isn't Bible study. Right. And so I always think it's weird when you try and like retroactively imprint morals onto something like that. I'm just kind of like, you know, let's, let's just like, let's just think about this for a second. No, exactly. But I also think and I'm, we're obviously so far off topic, but we're going with it. <laughs> I also feel like this season, especially of UK, I notice like people just talking so much more shit. And I wonder, like, do you think that because they're a little bit younger, do yeah. you think that in general, people talk more shit nowadays because there's like more shit to talk about because of social media, blah, blah, blah. Whereas back in the day, like when our moms would talk shit, they would have to like call each other on the phone. Yeah. They would have to have run into Susie at right. Pilates. It was like a full on gossip something. session. Yeah. It was like a full on like factual recounting of gossip. Right. Whereas yeah. now it's just like, oh yeah, her story. Yeah. I think people definitely talk more shit. And even with celebrities too, like before it used to be, oh, you see Lady Gaga at the supermarket. Okay, well, she wouldn't be at the supermarket, but whatever. Like you see her walking in a parking lot and that was the photo in Us Weekly. And now it's like, oh, a celebrity breed. Like we have so much information about everybody all the time that like, yeah, of course you t- we talk more shit. 100%. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's so true. Let's back up a little bit for anyone who's like, not a breathing person who doesn't know you. How old are you and where are you from? I'm 32. I'm from London and I live in Los Angeles currently. Amazing. And what is your current relationship status? I'm single. So this is recent. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it a little bit. Like, How did you know that a breakup was something that was happening for the course of your relationship as opposed to continuing to date? You know, I feel so torn on this question because I really did take my followers along for the ride with this relationship because I couldn't not. I was so happy. I had what I call boyfriend sickness where I was literally just like, I was the walking emoji with the heart eyes for like seven months. But I understand why this is an annoying answer given that. But I, you know, the person I was in a relationship with didn't ask for like, to be known on social media or whatever. And I've decided I'm not going to talk about like the details of the breakup or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, reiterating what I already said to my, my community, which is like, I am truly so grateful for him. Like I'm truly feel so lucky. And I think this is a great opportunity for me to remind people that just because a relationship ends, it doesn't mean it was a failure and it doesn't mean that it was bad or wrong or anything. I think you can learn something from every single relationship. And I think the more you can shift into gratitude when something ends, like the easier it will be. Obviously, that's different if it was like a horrific breakup. I'm not, you know, saying immediately be grateful for it. But I think, you know, if it, if it, ended okay, then just think, wow, I'm so, so lucky to have spent time with that person. Yeah. What do you think your lesson was this time? I think this relationship really brought me back to life in a lot of ways and and taught me a lot about being present. I am such a future tripper. I really struggle with that. I both in, and I think that can be a good and a bad thing. You know, I think 
it's good for planning and for building and for, you know, growing, but I think it can also be super detrimental. I think it can flex it. Like that's my anxious side where I'm just like constantly thinking in the future, whether it's tonight, what am I going to have for dinner? Or like in three months or like in 10 years. So I think it really helped me to be present. Just like little small things about how I argue that I hadn't noticed before I kind of learned, like I have this tendency to be like, kind of say the state of affairs. This is just like a small example, but if we're fighting, I'll be like, okay, well, we're both, this is how we're feeling and this is how we're acting. And I have to try and do that to like get control. And I've learned that some people find that very unhelpful because it's like just stating the obvious and kind of trying to take control over, you know, a conversation. So I learned a lot. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that you always think of everything as a lesson because that's really what it is. Yeah, I really believe in that. And I know some people can hear that sort of thing and think, oh, that's toxic positivity. But I really don't consider it to be toxic positivity at all. I think that what is the point if you're not learning and growing? I, I do believe like the unexamined life is not worth living. And I also think it just for me personally helps me process things because it makes it feel like, okay, this was like, that was something that I received from this experience, like a lesson that I can use in the future. Yeah. I also think that like maybe what your followers didn't see was like you were sad. Like yeah. you might be sad today, but yeah. like you you did feel sad. Like I felt so sad. And like you go through the same emotions that like everyone else does. Yeah. Like I called Lindsay literally and I was like, please can we get coffee? I'm really <laughs> sad. But also it's like normal to feel sad. It's normal to be like was this a mistake? It's normal to just like, you know, so it's like, totally. How do you know that, especially when you're in something so fresh and you haven't found like another love romance, like how do you know not to second guess and that you have made the right decision you think? I mean, it's tricky and it's case by case. I do think that, you know, experience helps a lot. And when you're older, you can kind of you have a, you have more of a data pile to pull from when it comes to your feelings about things. I also, I'm a pretty decisive person in general. So I tend to always look forward and just no matter what the situation is, I always think like just move forward and look, you know, keep rowing the boat. So again, you have to I, of course, I had moments of doubt. Like, of course, every single one of my friends has received a like, oh my God, I made a massive mistake. I'm having a panic attack, blah, 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 text. But like, you have to trust yourself. And and I just do believe in moving forward. Yeah. Something that I believe that's like very controversial that a few people wrote in and they were like, I want to know what Tinks thinks of this opinion that you have. I feel like if you have any doubts about if this is the person for you, mm-hmm. like it's not the person for you. But a lot of people mm. feel differently. Obviously, of course, relationship anxiety is like a caveat if somebody has relationship like OCD, relationship anxiety. But what do you think? Do you think that doubts are an indicator that it's just like not the relationship or you can have doubts in any relationship if you're just a person who doubts things? Let me think about this for a second. It's funny because I was actually just on a bachelorette trip and we were speaking about, I don't know if I'm going to stand by this, but I'll say what I thought. We were talking about like girls on their wedding day and how like there's just two types of girls. There's the girl who's like, this is the best day of my life. No matter what, I'm so excited. Can't wait to do this. And then there's a second type of girl who in the back of her mind is like, 
this for a choice? Did I make yeah. da, 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 da? Mm-hmm. And I guess you could kind of extend that to dating and be like, there are some people who are just more binary when it comes to emotions and feel like, okay, this is it or this is not it. And then there's some people who are always just going to have that like 2% being like, I don't know. I know I'm not giving you a definitive answer, but I do also see your point. I think if there's like a bunch of doubt, I do kind of feel like you've got to figure it out and explore that. Yeah. I feel like you're right though. The answer is that there are two kinds of people. Yeah. They're the people who can only be with someone if they have absolutely no doubts. Right. And the other person who's like, okay, well doubts are something that I'm always going to have in my life for everything. I'm a cynic. I'm skeptical, whatever. I don't even think that you have to be a cynic to have that. Like, I think it's just some people's brains will work that way and be like, you know, I'm super happy, but like, yeah, there's always going to be that 2% of me that wonders or like that plays out the alternate scenario in my mind. I don't think it necessarily means that you can't be happy in a relationship. I think it's just different types of people. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like I would love to know, like, let's say that you guys were talking about two potential actual people on this trip. I would love to know their age and like experience because for me, because I did a lot of shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I have like a sex number that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I had yeah. a lot of boyfriends. Yeah. I think that that contributes to how so sure in totally Steven that I was that he was the person for totally. me because I was like I have dated that kind of guy, I dated this kind yeah. of guy, you know, and I that's wonder a really if good that's point. Yeah. like versus like being younger or only having one serious relationship. Even if you get married at 32, you know, you've been together since 22, whatever. I know. I think that's a really good point. I think that there is a certain solace in having experienced a lot of different things because again, it's all about the the emotional data pile that you have, right? Like you you know, you've been in relationships with all sorts of people, you've tried all sorts of different things, and that, you know, creates a very healthy alternative to Steven. Like it's like yeah, that's all yeah. very like significant data for you to say, wow, this feeling that I have with this person is so different from everything else I've ever had. Like that means something. And that's got to be really satisfying and feel really good. Yeah. And I feel like that's like what you, and this leads us to this activity that we're going to do, but that's where you're going with the fact that you're having all these experiences that make you even more clear what the person that you want slash need yeah. It's going to be like, so we're going to do a manifestation list. Amazing. I love it. Wants versus needs. Okay. This awesome episode with Tinks is also brought to you by Talkspace. If you have been going through it lately, like I personally have like so many breakups in the air, so much just happening, right? Mercury is going retrograde. You're supposed to be happy because the weather is getting nicer, but maybe you don't feel happy and that's okay. What's great is that you can talk to someone. Talkspace is a new, more convenient way to find a therapist and to meet with them. Everything is done online. See, that was my alarm, by the way, to talk to my therapist, which is what I'm doing after this. You find the therapist you feel closest to. You meet virtually wherever you are more comfortable on your schedule. So there's no missed work or scheduling childcare for an appointment. It's therapy that's designed for 
your life. At Talkspace.com, you match with a provider that's right for you, usually within a day or two. It's so convenient. There's no traveling to appointments, running around the city, trying to get to your therapist's office, and you really meet when it's right for you. I can't stress that enough. Talkspace has thousands of therapists with all kinds of specialties. There's someone who's exactly right for you, just like dating. And Talkspace makes it easy for you to both connect. If you're looking to renew and rejuvenate your life, look to Talkspace. And now you can get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com slash Acme to match with your dedicated therapist. Go to Talkspace.com slash Acme now and get a hundred dollars off talkspace.com slash acme check it out you will never regret doing work on yourself and feeling good as a result this episode is also brought to us by talkify life is full of what ifs so what if you try something new when it comes to dating talkify is a new way to meet other serious singles What if they help you find what you're looking for? If you haven't heard of Talkify, it is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. You guys are always asking me if I'm a matchmaker still. And the reason is I defer to Talkify instead because I am just never going to be as good as they are. Here's how it works. The Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are too awkward for first dates. Making sure also that you are going out with someone who's a good person, a safe person, who's not going to put you in any harm. And Talkify is committed to finding your match 80% percent of their clients meet their person within the first 12 matches, which is a seriously insane statistic. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash Acme. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash Acme for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash Acme. Check it out and let me know if you meet your match. Okay, I'm sure you've made a list like this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Letter but to we're my king. Get <laughs> a letter what? Do, do you guys know about that manifestation? Letter to my fanny? Letter to my king. Oh. <laughs> Here you do like that. I love that. It's like a thing. Yeah, I have like so many different versions of it in my... I do it like every six months. I yeah. really believe in it. Yeah. I like definitely manifested my last boyfriend. He was like pretty like to a T what I was manifesting for at the time. Right, so, right, right. Yeah. Well, now based mm. off of like what yes. we know from also that relationship, yeah. we're going to do some wants versus needs. So we will, get, we can get specific. Okay. But like we could say like their toes need to be like in a, <laughs> like a descending order, you know, like we could get specific, yeah, but it has to be something those, that you need yeah. versus want. Okay, okay. So we'll start with like the, the need. This doesn't have to be the number one need, but like something you know you need. It's okay to be superficial. Okay. Funny. Okay. What's something that you want but could live without? <laughs> Six four. Okay. 
But I think it's still okay to put <sighs> over six feet in need because you're a tall girl. I'm a tall girl. But like I've dated short guys before. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, ugh, I made some joke about like, oh, Hinge only recommends me five, seven people in Hell's Kitchen on, <laughs> in, on Instagram the other day. And like the meltdown the that was happening in my DMs. It. People were like, you said that short kings were okay. And I was like. <laughs> First of all, breathe is a joke. Right. Second of all, short kings are great. It's fine. But yeah. also, as you said, like, it's also okay to want yeah, I certain mean, things. Also, 5'7 is, like, it might not be a short guy to someone who's 5'2". Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. but to you, that's someone who's, like, an inch shorter than you. Right. Or maybe half an inch. Right. Okay. Another need. Kindness. Hmm. Okay. I want... Another We're one. like envisioning this. For I know, I know. Good hands. Mm, mm, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> no stubbly hands. Okay, another need. Another need. I think drive or ambition. Mm. I'll I'll bucket drive, ambition, and passion together. Mm. Okay, I want good mouth and lips. I like a big mouth. Like in college, like my friends used to say that my type was trout. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big mouth. Um, Your kids are going to have nice lips, <laughs> let me tell you. Another need. need, I think having a great, great friends and family mm. and like being good to them. I think that's just is so attractive to me when a guy has great friends and he's good to his family. And I know that's kind of like a eye roll, like everyone says that, but like, I find that very attractive. So it sounds like what's more important to you is that they're a good friend to yeah. their friends. Yeah. Yes. Need. A want would be like a, a really beautiful dick. Yeah. Like not just like a boyfriend dick. No, like a really like, gorgeous one that I think is. But pretty. I feel like boyfriend dicks are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Like a boyfriend dick is a beautiful dick. Yes, I feel. that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. But you want like a little, a little above. A little above. Okay. Just because I'm like particular. Yeah. Like, yeah I yeah. just like, I like that, yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> need, you haven't said this, but I feel like it should be in here mm -hmm. like an appreciation of food yeah like I, an like someone yeah. who like would be willing Need. to spend on like a nice meal totally i think that's su such a good yes absolutely and someone who like loves to cook thinks food is love someone who's going to like send me uh, like a picture of a food on Instagram and be like, oh my God, we have to try this this yep. weekend. Like mm -hmm. that is like so important to me. And it's so funny because I've had it. My relationships actually really work better when I have that. Yeah. They really, really do. I love it. I love to go to restaurants. I love like I'm constantly thinking about food and cooking and entertaining and all that it has to do with that. And I, I would really like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a need. Yeah. Yeah. That's a need. Okay. Want, I feel like, but this is this is for you to no, say. No, I like it. You're helping me. Social, no social media, because like it, you could want it, but you don't need. Doesn't really. Yeah, I think it would. I think at this point, that is a perfect example 
of what we were talking about before of just like having different experiences and dating and realizing like what works for you. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it would be best if they had a closed Instagram with 46 followers and the last Mm -hmm. picture of them was like in 2017 when they were like at their friend's wedding. Yeah. Like that is, Mm -hmm. that would be choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about, because your relationship with like partying with alcohol with yeah. like drugs not that you ever liked to drugs yeah I'm like I'm like well um <laughs> has definitely changed so totally. where does that like would you be able to be with a partner who like is in a partying phase or you know likes to get fucked up still <sighs> that's such an interesting question because I feel like I'm literally in the middle of a transition right now and I don't know where it will land or you know when And so that is actually one that I don't know. I feel like I've dated guys who are partiers, guys who are, you know, less party vibes. I think it's more important that you're kind of on the same page, whatever it is, which is difficult because it's kind of like a moving target for manifesting. But I think it's just important to meet to be on sort of the same level as that because I I know that I don't want to have like a massive imbalance where all of a sudden I'm like in five nights a week by myself and they're like raging by themselves. So I think it's important to me to just like be where they are and for us to match on that level. So I think like we could put need like same level of party. Yes. Okay. Let's do one more want. Okay. So far we have... Six four, good hands, big mouth, beautiful dick. This sounds like a porn. No social media. And what about like, like okay, yeah, go ahead. Like a really good laugh. A good laugh. Yeah, and okay. a good voice. Mm. That's very sexy to me. That's hot. Yeah. Okay, we're putting this out there. Okay, thank you, universe. Into the world. We'll see we'll where see it goes. what they come up with, yeah. May I'll take a picture of it okay. for, for Soch. Okay. Since I last spoke to you, Mm -hmm. you have blown the fuck up, like beyond belief. We, I remember before, like before you even started your TikTok, before we knew what TikTok was, you were still true to like the shit that you post today. And I think Mm -hmm. that's why people resonate with you so much. Like they always are like, she could be my friend. Well, lucky for me, that was the case before Mm -hmm. all of this. And I remember like, dying losing my shit I probably still have the DM because Instagram keeps all that when I saw your first like rich mom walk Mm -hmm. paragraph and Mm -hmm. I was like what the fuck is this this is so good you have to do something with this but now you're basically in the public eye for better or worse Mm -hmm. how has that changed the way that you date or like what you're looking for because I feel like even for like an a plus 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 list celebrity. I sound like Shannon, but like even for an A plus plus list, I feel like they even have less pressure to talk about their dating life than you do. Yeah. Because you're such an open person with like actresses don't have to be on stories talking about their life. Yeah. What the world does is like holds you to like the standard of like, I need to know what's going on. You need to share it with me. Yeah. So how does that affect? It honestly, no one wants to hear an influencer complain. I'm not complaining at all, but I, it is quite difficult to date. It is quite difficult to be on the apps just because there's this preconceived notion of who I am 
on the internet. You know, either they've heard of me or they haven't heard of me, but either way they go to my Instagram and it's like a thing. It's like a thing. And it just, it adds a layer of complication. And I do wear my heart on my sleeve and I do tell my followers most things. And I am very honest with them about like where I'm at in the day, feeling all that kind of stuff. So that's one part of it. And the second part is like, talking about dating is literally for me, the easiest content to make. Like if there was no consequences on my dating life or my mental health, it would be amazing because it's lit- like when I first started on TikTok, I would give, you know, date by date updates and this is what he did and da, da, da. But I think a combination of just like age and having been down that road before, you know, I had to rein it in a little bit, but it's like the best content. Like everybody wants to hear about how your date went last night. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear about like the guy you gave a nickname to and like what he's doing and what he's up to and what he said on the date because it's it's couldn't be more relatable. So many people out there are going through the same thing and they want to hear, you know, the funny anecdotes, the funny stories, how you're getting through it. But it just makes it so much more complicated. And if you're a natural storyteller, it adds another layer to it because- you start to think in terms of content and that's not how relationships are and that's not how dating is, but you can't help it. And it makes me sound like a psychopath who fabricates things and that's not true at all. But it's like you start to think in terms of nuggets you can say and and then all of a sudden you're on your date thinking, well, he did that and that would fit well with my rule that I talked about so I can do it, you know, whatever. So Mm. I had to take a big step back. I try to just tell my followers when something... I try to only tell them when it's like super low level stuff, like I saw something funny on Hinge or super high level stuff, like I'm madly in love and I have a boyfriend. Like anything in between, it just gets messy. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I also feel like the person that you're gonna end up with, like will love you that much more because they'll be like, I'm willing to be on her fucking Instagram because like I love her that much. So fuck it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's like a good feeling. Somebody asked, how do you know if you're too picky? And I wonder right now, Mm. since you're starting to date again, Mm. like, you know, we made that list. I don't think that the things that you asked that you needed were too picky, but like now going out on dates, a friend's like, Tinks, I want to set you up with this person. Like, what are you asking about them? Usually if my friend wants to set me up, I'll go. I really, really trust my friends at this point. The friends, my close friends, I really trust them. And I don't think that you can tell from just rattling off, you know, who they are in bullet points. I really don't think you can tell until you're in the same room as someone if there's a vibe or not. Mm -hmm. And even though I believe in those lists and that's how I manifest and those are helpful, I don't I don't ever think about people as like on the on paper version because that's just not how I work. I'm a very like pheromones, Mm. you know, like Mm -hmm. person. Every time I've met a guy that I was going to date, I've been like, oh, he's amazing. Like we're going to, something's going to happen here. So how do you know if you're too picky? I think, I think it's like if you're focusing too much on the, on the bullet points, Yeah, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's before or after you've met them, it's like, how do, how do they make you feel? Yeah. Do they make you feel amazing? If so, most of the other stuff is worker work outable, you know? Yeah. A lot of questions that came up, which I think are so interesting because I feel like the question of like, you're in your 30s and single, like, yeah. are you okay? And it's yeah. like, first it's of all- It's wild like, to me how wild. many women come up to me on the street and say, 
you know, I'm 34, I'm single, like you make me feel yeah. like it's okay. And I'm like, thank you. And I'm so glad that my existence is like validating, but this is insane and we need to stop. Like insane. this is, sorry to be this person, but this is why you should read my book, which comes out in May. Like it's insane that we have told women over 30 who are single that there's some danger or that they're not okay or that it's, you know, and I'm not blaming them at all. I'm saying I'm astounded by this failing of society yeah. that we are, you know, letting these amazing, incredible women be so preoccupied with this thing that they don't have that much control over. I believe dating is a numbers game. He's not gonna come and knock on your door and be like, hey, I'm your soulmate, blah, blah, blah. Yes, go on dates for sure. But if you're doing that, you can't massively rush timing and you have to just be grateful for what you have right now because you don't know when things are gonna change. You could meet the love of your life tomorrow. So how would you wanna spend today? Right. Happy, grateful, spending time with your friends. I think it's a much bigger deal if you're, let's say, 34 and single and you hate your life. That's 100%. a way bigger issue than the fact that you're single. A thousand percent. And then that doesn't matter if like, you're married or attached or boyfriend, whatever. Like to me, happiness is like the main thing, right? It's like 1, how much do you enjoy getting up in the morning? What's your general water line for happiness? Listen, happiness goes up and down. Of course, there's things that affect it all the time. But generally, do you, are you satisfied with your life is a far bigger issue. Yeah. And one that you can really dig into if the answer is no, you're not loving your life. There's so many actionable things you can do by yourself to make your life a place that you love. And the rest yeah. of the stuff will fall into place. It's so crazy. Like I just got the chills because I remember we were in the city, we were in front of my like old apartment building and you were telling me you were about to go on a trip with a guy. This was like 2019. My God, yeah. And I swear <laughs> to you, if I had said to you right then, Tanks, would you rather go on this trip with this guy and be like, you know, be with him forever. Yeah. Or have it crash and burn. Ha like basically describe the path that you went down instead. I like have the chills. Yeah. Like ha create this insane, beautiful career for yourself. Yeah. Like have your life be so full, be able to support yourself and potentially like other people financially you know, and have this like amazing community, which would you choose? Yeah. And I know that you would choose the second every yeah, time. Hands down, hands down. Like yeah. I really would. And I just, I, I just want women to feel happy and I want them to focus on that. And I truly believe the more you focus on that, the easier a partner will fall into your life and the better quality a partner will fall into your life. It matters how much you love your life and your relationship with yourself and the guy will come. Yeah, I actually saw recently and it's so funny because we just made this list. Someone said the best dating advice is to make this list and then be this list. I love that. Funny, kind, ambition, great friends, family, food is love. 
that's all you. Yeah. Isn't that so cool? I love that actually so much. But you do not have a beautiful dick. I don't. And I do. I um, have like often thought that if I yeah. was a man, I would have like a really nice dick. Oh, I've though. thought that all the time about do myself. Do you think about what it would look like? Well, my hands are absolutely <laughs> breathtaking. <laughs> you have beautiful hands Thank actually. You. Yeah, yeah, no, my hands do. and my feet, like my phalanges. I know what your dick would look like. I know. I have, Thank I've you. seen one well, of them. Well, Libra like men that have before. nice dicks. Girl, don't I know? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would know. Anyway, I've heard that. No, I actually have never fucked a Libra man. So what? I really actually don't know that. Yeah. I have loved I know many you have. a Libra. I know you have. <laughs> I didn't even ask you your big three. Okay, obviously we know already, but you're Virgo and I messed this up before, but I'm not going to mess it up now. I think it's Virgo you're Cancer. Virgo Cancer Virgo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Virgo Sun, Cancer Rising, Virgo yeah. Moon. Okay. Okay. Let's do some rapid fire. Okay. Boyfriend texts female coworker about non-work things during non-work hours. Normal to be very annoyed by this? Yeah. Just match on Hinge with your ex's best friend, childhood friend, whatever. So someone that's close with your ex. Yeah. He messaged first and said, you're bad, which is kind of giving me the ick. Yeah. Go for it or stay away? Oh, 29 and under tanks would have gone for it over 30 probably just be like stay away yeah not, more not worth it. yeah you took months to post a pregnancy announcement on social media and then your boyfriend's your husband's sister shares the post and makes it about herself right <sighs> to be annoyed or get over it i'd be so annoyed i would honestly be like I don't know. I'm like, get over it because she's just excited that you're pregnant and like you're deciding that she made it about herself. Yeah. But like I, I, I hear both sides. I see what you're saying. And also life is easier if you're just like, oh, get over it person. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like for your own sanity. I'm like, to what end? I'm right. trying to do that. Like I'm trying to really shift my mindset more where I'm like, to what end am I right. annoyed? Like, right, exactly. it's probably going to just end up irritating me yeah. doing about this. Even like texting your friends about it and being like, oh, this is so annoying. Like that's just causing you agita, you know? Right. So no, it's just like, exactly. you're, you're a good way to be that. That's yeah. Would you go on a date with a guy whose first message to you on an app was asking you to go on a date? <laughs> It's tough because the apps are so disgusting now. Like yeah. there's such a minefield where it's like everything feels cheesy and awful. So if it was like, hey, I think no, it's yeah, weird. It's because creepy. I, and, but I always tell my followers like, no, like it should be like three exchanges yeah, exactly. and then go. But something about that, hey, you're really pretty. Can we go on a yeah, date? It's, it's like, like you're a murderer. warm me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever written unsent letters to a past relationship to heal? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I like love that tool. Yeah. It's the best. If you're bringing your significant other to your friend's birthday dinner, when it comes to paying, does he pay his own portion or should you cover his too? Assuming that the birthday girl isn't paying. I think it depends how long you've been dating. I probably cover his. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. I feel like that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Do you think men would prefer to have non-monogamous marriages if they had the option? Yeah. uh, Some. Mm Mm-hmm. Not all. Like I, I think that there's a double standard. I think a lot of men would be deeply uncomfortable with the idea of their wife fucking other guys, but would quite like to have a bit of. Yeah. I feel like everyone feels yeah, that way. Yeah. Your marriage is otherwise perfect and you're so happy with your partner, but every so often you both sleep with someone else on vacation. Would you be okay with that? Yeah. Mm. I'm really like 
not I was about to say into it, but I'm very interested and I'm learning more about open relationships. And I've recently met a, a few couples who have them and are very happy. And I don't know. I just, I'm very interested in them. That's yeah. all I have to say, but I'm, I yeah. think that's fine. I need to do an episode of the rules of open relationships because my number one rule would be, it has to be the woman's idea. I think that's such a good one. And I think you should make that. Yeah. I, I really think that it's, they're on to something. Mm. I think, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know because I haven't mm -hmm. found like the, like my life partner yet. I might feel very differently yeah. if I had that, but I just feel like I'm very, I don't know. I'm just like interested in it. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? There is a thousand ways to skin a cat. I hate that phrase because I have cats, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's also like a lid for every pot. And yeah. I think that we're, we're just now, I like, let me put it this way. In a hundred years, I think they will be looking back and laughing at us that we were like, yeah, we like, we just, you know, there's just two of us in the marriage and then like sometimes people cheat and then it's kind of, yeah, I think people will be like, oh no, you could do it this way. You can yeah, do it the monogamous yeah. no, there way. Will be, you can do it this way. I you agree. can do it that way. Like there's a million ways. And like, I'm just, I think it's beautiful when people find things that work for them. Yeah. I guess no, what I'm I just did an episode on it that I'm going to send you when it comes out because we talked yeah. about it. And I do think, yeah, it's interesting. If you live, if you lived with a significant other, would you split rent 50-50 in proportion to income or another way, assuming that you didn't own? I I guess 50-50. Men who have a skincare routine with nice products, into it or gives you the ick? No, I'm into it. Hmm. Would you rather be ghosted or receive an anti-ghost text after three fun dates? Anti-ghost. Mm -hmm. Really. I know it stings in the moment, but like it just, yeah. wondering is so much worse. Yeah. Is there any situation where you believe ignorance is bliss? Yeah. Which one? I think like sometimes when people say, like I, one of my rules is like, if you hear something about your friend and then you pass it on like a nasty thing and then you mm. pass it on, like it's as bad as saying it yourself. And I think if you hear something about your friend that's like a nasty thing, like why would you tell them? Like ignorance yeah. is bliss in that point. Like they don't need to know. Unless it's something like, they're truly being betrayed or whatever. But right. if it's just like a nasty mean comment, like, oh, Tinks looked disgusting at that party. I thought her dress was awful. Like, and I've had friends. And yeah. like, I think that they think it's like funny or anecdotal to be like, oh my God, that person said that about you or whatever. It's like, I would rather not know. Like, yeah. I really wouldn't. Yeah. Well, that's just like basic human decency. In right. Sense. Exactly. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. There's other ones too, where it's like, I don't know. I feel like some people wouldn't want to know if their life partner, like on the night they met, like they had fucked someone the night before. Yeah, like yeah, some yeah, people, like yeah. for me, that would like weirdly like make me laugh and turn me on. And I think yeah, it's yeah, funny, yeah, but yeah. like, I think some people, they just don't want to know about that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I'm adding one more question. And then mm -hmm. which kind of breakup is harder? A breakup where there was cheating or an amicable breakup? I honestly think an amicable breakup is harder. Mm. Yeah. Okay, leave us with a quote or piece of advice. One that I'm loving lately, my friend Camilla gave me this mantra. She said, speak from the scar and not from the wound. And I think that is such a great nugget of wisdom for relationships. I think that you can, you know, learn as, you know, bring it full circle to our conversation, like definitely learn something from each relationship, but always from the scar and not the wound. I mean, that's yeah. great, great life advice. I love that. Where can everybody find you, follow you, and 
read your book when it comes out. It's I'm at Tinks, T-I-N-X on all platforms. My podcast is called It's Me Tinks. My radio show is It's Me Tinks Live and my book comes out May 23rd. Pre-order it now. You can pre-order it now. And it's a guidebook for self-esteem, especially in the context of dating, all about raising your self-worth and filling up your own cup first. And I hope you guys love it. Thanks for having me. I love you. Thank you. Love you. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.